Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Welcome to Nationet, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. And this is Fernandes and... I am Chris Drywardner. Hello. And we're about to review There's a Spy in My Beer. Episode from season four of Laverne and Shirley, directed by Joel Zwick and written by Julie Mishkin. Now, which gives some facts about them, don't you, Chris? Um, in the case of Joel, I mean, it's Joel mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 all I got. Yeah. Joel Joel's had a long, long career of working in sitcoms. He has directed so many episodes, but he's also directed so many episodes of Laverne and Shirley. I I am actually running out of things to talk about <laughs> with him. I will keep digging for the next episode. So regarding Julie Mishkin as the writer of this episode, this was another interesting case of the only episode to her credit. And it's the only IMDb credit that she has like at all, really, for at least for television writing. And I did notice that her name matches Phil Mishkin, who was a supervising producer on the show during season four. So that's a possible connection. The other interesting thing when I was trying to do some digging is that there was a writer at Marvel Comics around the late 70s with the same name, Julie Mishkin. It's probably a coincidence, and so I'm going to say this is speculation if it's the same person or not, but it's it's going to be – this is more of my call to arms that any listeners out there that have any connections or, or know the answer about who is this person and did they have a history with the show? Did they have a history with at com- this comics company and they you know get to do an episode? I don't know, but – Help us out here, because I I looked for like an hour over an hour and a half last night. And I was finding nothing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I got no clue, personally. Here's what the episode's about. Well, we're performing the very thankless and tiring job of helping to test a new diet beer in the experimental vet room at Shots. Laverne bumped into a German-accented industrial spy, the limp, and a green jacket trying to steal the brewery's new formula. And when she tries to defend her place of work, the guy jumps out of the vat room's window, which happens to be three flights up. Laverne tries to tell Shirley and everyone else around her that she saw an industrial spy, but due to the fact that Laverne's fatigue-based anxiety and jitteriness has had an effect on her performance and life lately, no one but Lenny and Squiggy believe her. And when she bumps into the guy at work again, he's posing as a normal shots employee. While everyone at home babies Laverne thinks she's experiencing visual delusions and an oncoming nervous breakdown, the spy continues to appear in various unexpected locales to threaten her. Can Laverne convince Shirley what she's seeing is real? And will the girls be able to stop the spy before he exploits the formula? What do you think of this episode? That's a, you know, just listening back through the synopsis, God, this was a lot in this episode. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of, it's like, it's, it's like an onion. It's got layers. Yeah. Yeah, it's very over the top. It's very, very over the top. Yeah, I um, but it's it's a it's an interesting, it's another one of these episodes where like I don't typically like this uh this gimmick, which is you know the you know delusion aspect, but the exciting plot about the spy and you know is it real is it not? I thought was was delightful. So there was uh yeah. there there the, that was that was my favorite part of it, and I end up really enjoying the episode because of it. It's a fun little cloak and dagger episode in a lot of ways. I don't like the fact that nobody believes Laverne everybody thinks she's nuts. Yep. But the boys believe in her. The boys believe in her unstintingly, which is really interesting. But the physical stunts are great. The catharsis when she proves that she's right is really great. The audience loved that. The audience just goes nuts when she proves that she's right. Uh, and the fun little adventure capery plot is really, really over the top. And yet a lot of really cheesy sitcom-y fun. It's not my absolute favorite episode, but it is darn 
fun to watch. Yeah. Some yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, this is one that my, uh, as I was mentioning to you earlier, my, uh, my mother really enjoyed this episode and it was, you know, it's a, it's, it's kind of interesting that the, it, it, certain things work differently for certain people. Like I enjoyed the physical comedy, you know, I thought it was well executed and at times, you know, kind of risky with some of the, how far, how long underwater they're, they're sometimes sticking oh, down yeah. there. But it's a, you know, I, it worked for me, but it wasn't like amazing. Whereas my mom was like, you know, just dying laughing at, you know, a lot of that uh, bits of humor, you know, I just, yeah. I don't know if it just brought back, you know, good memories of horseplay, you know, when she was a kid or just whatever, but there's a certain delight. I think that kind of able is able to carry differently for different people for this episode, which I think is a sign of it being quite good, you know, that it is able to hit, yeah. you know, uh, different demographics in that regard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one seems to really, really be memorable memorable to people perhaps because a clip of this ends up in the opening credits uh somewhere around season eight so it probably strikes memories for people that, oh yeah i remember this is a pretty memorable physical comedy episode uh, for a lot of people specifically the that scene brings back memories of the show so that might have been ha- what happened with your mom she was like oh yeah i remember this i remember this episode seeing it the first time yeah, yeah, it could, it could be, it could, it could be the case. Yeah, but it's, uh, but it's good. And you know, the other thing that also I really enjoyed about this one is that the directing of the actors is super on point. I think part of the reason why the audience reacts so well to it is that there's sort of a synergy of like the energies here. Like I love the Laverne sass in the op- opening of the episode. Yes. The sassiness. She's she is absolutely incredible. Yes, she's so done with working in this room with these people too far away from a bathroom. She's just done with every aspect of it. Uh, she is so tired that she fell asleep in the middle of making out with a guy. And Shirley goes, well, you could be taking advantage of him. She goes, yeah, but I, I wouldn't be awake enough to enjoy it. Which is, jeez, Laverne. Yeah, it's yeah, Laverne, though. It's always hot to trot, you know. Yeah. Uh, you were you were saying, you were were saying just telling me last time that, you know, it's uh, we're going to get to that flanderization pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. It's getting there. Uh, season five hammers it home. Season six and season seven get bad with it. But yeah. Yeah, she's just done with everything. She's tired. She's jittery. Uh, the stress of doing the job is not worth it. I don't even think they're getting a pay raise for uh, working there, are they? I mean, they're, they're, they refer to it doing overtime. So I don't know yeah, if possibly. their union is able to give them, is able to guarantee them OT, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, but uh, so they're probably. So f- fingers crossed. Probably something, yeah. So they're working on the line, and then they're doing the shifts. So no wonder Laverne's tired. They must be filling all the time at the brewery. So yeah, if they must be getting something for it, but it's not enough to make it worthwhile for her. Uh, I love that she says, "Well, I'm going to go take a nap." Actually, they're doing the shift in the middle of the day. They, 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 she said, "I'm going to go get a uh, table at the break room for us." Shirley does. So. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they're doing this shift instead of being on the line or they're alternating days. So I don't know how it really works out, but yes, the sass is fabulous. I guess it depends on if they, yeah. Yeah. In terms of the, the breaks and stuff like that, I do remember my, my, my stint in retail was that um, for every, I think it was like every eight hours you get a, um, uh, a 15 and a 30 minute lunch. Yeah. So that's at least that. That's what I remember. So I'm wondering if they're they're getting their fifteen. They're going to get their fifteen, and she's just going to try to get like ten minutes of sleep yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm guessing that's got something to do with it. So it's possible. That's possible too. So you're probably right. 
I love that when Troy does say that. Uh, Laverne says, get a place for me to go take a nap. And Shirley goes, how about in the fermentation room? And Laverne goes, it stinks in there. Yeah, but the fuse will put you out like a light. <laughs> Complete with the finger snap. <laughs> <laughs> the snap. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. C- Cindy was great at the finger snaps. Yes. Cindy does a lot of really great yeoman's work in supporting in this particular episode because Penny gets to be very, 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 very spooked as Laverne as she... Uh, Tries to deal with this creepy dude who's following her everywhere. Mm-hmm. Making her think she's going off the deep end. But yeah, there's a great bit of physical comedy where she first encounters this guy after accidentally uh, spilling something, spill, uh, dropping a beaker. No, dropping a glass. It's just a glass, right? It wasn't a beaker. She refers to it as a glass. I'm pretty sure it was a beaker. Okay. And it, it, I, I didn't okay. hear any me, 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 me from it. <laughs> so I can't, I can't tell. Me, me, me. Uh, so she's staying behind, stupid up, and she sees this guy, and they get into a path, pas de deux, and he runs for his life and jumps to safety. And mm-hmm. no... And, and all while there's a little bit of porcarina music. Yes, 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 that's the most porcarina music the show ever uses. <laughs> marvelous. Absolutely marvelous. Um... Yeah, but this happens. Shirley's too late. Nobody believes that Laverne has experienced this. And we get a great entrance line for the boys. What do we see down there? Nothing but rancid yeast and, hop- and rotten hops. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my note is a wow with a big smiley face on it. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that is- I love it. It's like, it's like, look, there she is. You know, the whole Twilight Zone bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. That's so cute. The boys are vaguely teasing her here, but they also absolutely believe her 100%. Yes. And they're doing their own little amateur investigation on their own, but only they're on a completely different tack and being unhelpful. But they're trying to be helpful. So, a little one behind the iron drapes. Yeah. <laughs> God, when God was handing out brains, he mistook the two of you for a couple of cactus. And that was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, the, the audience get there's an awesome yeah. like one audience member clap at yeah, that, yeah. which I found hilarious. Yeah. That is actually an iconic line. <laughs> it shows the description of the boys. And uh people do remember that line because it's pretty iconic. That's that's a good one. It's a good one. As 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 is also the the case of the baffling banana. <laughs> it turns black. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's it's frightening, isn't it? Oh the boys. Yeah, I love that they're so caught up in this fruit tack. It is so stuck on fruit. Fruit, fruit, fruit. And um, never actually manage to, to realize what is going on. It's glorious. It's so much fun. Yep. And then there comes Ludwig the Accursed. No, I mean, the, <laughs> the German spy. It's, it's not, he's not the Bloodborne boss to my... To my uh... Yeah, but Roger but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's he's somehow distantly related to Rex Dart, industrial spy. <laughs> and Rex Romano, voodoo doctor. <laughs> um, I love Laverne's solution to trying to find the belt where he has strapped on his uh the various the various samples of beer is to just rip his shirt open in front of everyone. Of course she does. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's my that's my note here is and there he is and there's his nipples, ah! but it's not him. Or or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I love the use of spy music. It's very get smart. It's very cute. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's very cute. The 
orchestra work on this particular episode, the uh, scoring is very interesting. We get new uh, emotional moments happening mo music, lesson learned music, which is really nice. It sounds really pretty. That happens over the, uh, the, the science quiz scene. And I noticed that. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thus sets in the whole, oh my god, she's so tired, she's going mad part of the plot. Which is not the show's finest moments, but it's... Uh, uh, yeah, but it's it's a... It is... But back on track, yes. yeah. It, it's a very... There's some interesting music stuff to it. Yeah, I, yeah, it actually was one of the things that made me like the episode more was that it just went whole hog into the espionage yeah. plot. Yeah. It it allows us to to connect more, I think. Yeah. The show really does try to uh, build some sort of suspense as to whether or not this guy is real and Laverne's just imagining things. They do do an okay job trying to establish that. So we immediately see into Laverne... Um, at home, being baby, and everybody thinking that she's losing her mind, and surely in full mom mode, mm -hmm. with finger paints and oatmeal. Uh, Shirley in the airplane. No, God, she's already a mom. Some people are born to be mothers, and Shirley Feeney is one of them. Yes, 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 yes. Right, uh, right from the very conception of the show, and to the point where she was crawling into an oven, going. Give me that, Todd. Give me that, Toddy. <laughs> Back in <stuff> the <laughs> house. Oh, God. That wasn't even that long ago. How am I forgetting this now? Wow. Oh, that was good. That was a good bit. Yeah, that was a stepping out, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, and I, I do love Frank's little bits in the scene here. You know, it's like, no, she's not. She's faking it. Frank, why would she? Well, she, so she don't got to go to work. Yeah. And then he talks about how she'd fake her temperature going up. Right. The radiator. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I can picture her doing that. I can still picture Tiny Laverne doing that and then not looking at it to make sure that uh, she hasn't given herself a million degree fever. Uh, not every finger paints, because of course they do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one like real downside. I hate the finger paint bit. Yeah. It's like, I let, that's my note is what in the f*** is this bit? Yeah. What in the f*** is this? I don't know. If I, actually, yeah, I wrote it twice. I wrote it twice in two separate paragraphs while talking about it. I don't know if back in the olden days, that's what the implication was that they did at mental hospitals was finger paint. But uh, let me just say in the 2020s, this makes no sense at all <laughs> to the outside observer. Because he's just like, and it goes on <sighs> for too long. And then asking questions about how to mix things together and i did like the yeah, doctor, just, dr showroom from callback from uh playing the roxy that was fun that's a good one yeah that's good and then also the uh, i did like frank telling his story about making the bunnies in the sauce i yeah. now want to i really want to see that same 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 and his declaration that he was gonna take his art and go send it to his mama that was cute yeah that's super cute uh God, it's just it's so bizarre. Like yeah. that scene, like just the idea and like it's a I guess it's an outdated joke. And it's also just a uh, odd one. Yeah, I, it's an odd. Exactly. Like I would have figured like I would have found it amusing if everybody was trying to come up with different solutions. It's like it's it's strangely sweet to see everybody coming together for her because yeah. they are genuinely worried and love her. Yeah. But it's it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Yeah. 
It doesn't work know. for me, and it doesn't work in this day and age either. So it's just like, uh, you can do better show. You can do funnier show. It was, it was 1979 by then. Yes, they could have done better. Definitely. Definitely. And they did such a good job, like, with the slow child actually getting disability advocates involved in the writing. So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have not just gone for the easy, ha <laughs> crazy jokes. But I did love the revelation that Uncle Fungi thought Laverne liked being dropped on her head as a child, so he just dropped her on her head. <laughs> Ugh, God, yeah. That my, I have my note on that. Just, just wide-eyed stare. <laughs> the most gary marshall joke i have ever heard in my life the idea of him doing this um of course the girls start to fight they start to physically fight and enter the boys enjoying the same the girls fighting way too much Mm -hmm. well actually uh that's that comes after i think right because that's uh because we have to have the spy show up in the dumbwaiter oh that's right 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 right. spy does indeed show up in the dumbwaiter first and yes. um yes go ahead. god and that the, the line delivery of you're going to keep your big mouth zipped yes yes zipped. and you know and i have to say for an east german spy he sure sounds like laverne's imagination yeah yeah oh how well, okay. german guy I, sounds in her brain a, a, a german corporate espionage spy i mean maybe he's exactly. east german i don't know but at the very least he is german which my mother was pointing out that she thought it was kind of weird that he was a german spy and i said oh yeah but he's a brewmeister that's yeah, the thing yeah yeah it makes sense. And of course, in Germany, they had a whole heck of a lot of um, breweries at one point. And I think they still do, or they might. At this point, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they I, maybe they still drink them out of giant glass shoes. I don't know. Papa. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, oh my God, when they come back with that 70s style music. Yes. Like... Yes. This is super 70s style, actually. It's not porcarini, but it's uh, 70s ish enough. And I don't think it was a musical substitution either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't. No, it's that's that it's uh, well, if I recall, because there's there's a couple of moments in this episode where the music is very 70s, but it's also like you can, you can see, hear the motifs from the opening theme in there a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's where they're yeah. headed. Very violin heavy as well. Very violin yeah. heavy. Yes. And I believe this is actually where the boys enter. Well, some lost my mind. Yes. Yes, good. Right. Yeah, this is, see this green spy man. He's still there. Yeah, and then the girls wrestle, and then the boys, boys. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, Squ- Squiggy's line: "Rip her shirt off, Laverne." Yes. Oh, He's so they're both so into it. They're both way, way, way too into it. Moon wrestling. I love that when the man doesn't. We'd like we'd like to see you do this in mud. Yeah, the phrasing of that uh, line is so glorious. Of course they do. It's amazingly horny. That whole bit is amazingly horny. I do have to say that. It's like, geez, boys. It's like, you're less obvious while you want to see them naked. <laughs> and it goes to, yeah, of course, yeah. they're done with them. They're so done with them. And they try to get rid of them. But then the revelation about the peach, the moldy peach. And this is obviously a plot to deface the fine fruit of America. Why should you? You live in a dairy state. <laughs> I love that line. So oh, hilarious. boy. I love that Laverne tries to defend the boys and say they're not completely stupid and they come out with that and she goes, they're completely stupid. Yep. <laughs> but I love that she gives them the benefit of the doubt and she's the one who thinks more highly of them than Shirley most of the time. And of course, they get rid of the boys and the boys are upset. But uh, here comes the big biology quiz story that kind of gets Shirley more on Laverne's side and at least gets her to agree to go to the brewery to investigate this dude. Which is sweet. Mm. I love that story. 
I didn't see you do it, but yeah, I, I believed yeah, you. But I believed you because you're my friend. Yeah, you know, I love that. Oh, that delivery is great. So cute, so cute. And then of course, and of course, Shirley later goes, "I lied. I cheated on that frog test, of course." <laughs> And then, oh God! When she's, I should have cut up that crummy frog when I had the chance. And my note is, God, it's so violent. There, there are times when Shirley is incredibly violent in this in this season, and a bit in last season as well. But really in this yeah. season, and I kind of like it. Yeah, when she gets ragey, she gets scary, even more so than Laverne, who just like rips her coat wide open several times, pulls all the buttons right off. Oh boy! And then, of course, uh, there's the reestablishment of the girl's sisterhood here. So they head off to shots and sneak in and try to get proof, which yep, leads the to- sneaky approach, yes. which uh, <laughs> I can't believe my silly little note for this is cue the man from uncle music. Oh, I wish. Huh. Um, but yeah, I love So <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Boy. So they sneak in the same window. The guy jumped out of, and that puts an interesting flip on the story. Yeah. Of, of how did he jump out the window? How did he escape yeah. the last time? I think the uh, implication is that he had uh, training, acrobatic training. He could take a fall from three flights up. Uh, that also uh, means... That's where he, he, had to, he dumped all his character points into that stat. Got yes, it. yes, yes. And the implication was that the girls got a ladder that was three stories high, which is pretty impressive on short notice. So. Well, no, no, no. There's the line about uh, how did you know about this pl- this way into the room yes, from this, right. the men's bathroom or something? Yes, that's right. And yeah, Laverne's comment. I found out about it during last year's Christmas party. You don't want to hear about it. Yes, we do. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck are you doing in that bathroom, Laverne? Osio? Was it filthy? How many codes do we need to break when it happens? Is it, it was an A3 or an A5? Let's get Shirley's diary and break it all wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do love when they get the camera and it turns out there's only one photo left because Shirley likes to take pictures of Boo Boo Kitty. So I now imagine Shirley in the Instagram era. Yes, yes, yes. We had discussion about this previously. I think on pod and also between the two of us about what uh, the gang would be like in the internet age. I think we that, they discussed that a couple of episodes ago, but yeah. Yeah, you can picture her being a cat mom. She had, she's in cat, on Catstagram. She's got probably got t-shirts and stickers on sale mm-hmm. featuring art of her adorable kitty cat. Yep. Yes, yes, And yes. then there goes the camera into the drink, which made me groan and die a little inside. That poor camera. What did it ever do to deserve that? Yep. Poor thing. Poor. But at least you, you get to hear more of Eddie, Eddie Mecca's laughter on the back. Yes, you can hear Michael too. The two of them alternate. I guess they have, they're a permanent part of the laugh track. And they just use them to sweeten the pot. Every once in a while, but you can hmm. definitely hear Eddie in this episode, which is really cute. Um, so the girls end up in the drink together. Cue that fight. That fight. Yep. That fight, and the audience gets a case of the giggles. Yes. And of course, the guy tries to sneak in. The girls got lucky in their own way. And there's a capture him. And that guard is GW Bailey, isn't it? Isn't it? That is G.W. Bailey. That is that yes. security guard is indeed Scroder from Short Circuit. Yes, I had a little yes. scream moment when I realized that. Yes, yes. And of course, he is from Mannequin as well. Switcher. Ah. Yes. yes from that. That's that's another on the that's another on the 80s era that I have not seen. Is Mannequin. How have you not seen Mannequin? Gasp. 
I, I think it was a case of like, I think my mom wanted to tape it and watch it with me when I was young, when I was like 10 and just forgot to, I can't, I can't remember, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, Bailey was great here as the security guard. I love that he apparently knows Shirley. He he calls out to her by name. Yes. So it makes me wonder if she's tried to date him at one point. Possibly at this point, like I'm sure the girls have made their way through. Because there's a, there's the exasperation is his voice makes it clear he's been involved with their hijinks before. That's yes. the reason why I, I say that. Exactly. Exactly. I have a feeling the girls have, at this point, dated their way through all the eligible, eligible dudes in that brewery. So, um, of course, they have um, probably dated this guy, at least one or both of them. Right, right. Yeah, I love that moment, too. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's, it's, he's, it's a small little part, but he's great there. He has a great line in the final scene. Uh, you know, the whatever he has in his pants is his business. Yes, that's the terrific line I had that highlighted. That is so funny. Nice. That is so, so good. funny. But yeah, I wonder if, if G.W. Bailey's ever had people try to drink him out of a shoe. <laughs> At this point, it would be a mitzvah. It would be a celebration. <laughs> drink the poor man right out of a shoe. <laughs> Before we get away from the VAT scene, my uh, my mother had a comment that... Uh, com- comment? Com- oh, <laughs> comment. <laughs> That uh, she felt it was like that episode of Isle of Lucy where they end up in the wine grape uh, vats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Visually, at least, that's very accurate. That's very, very. Yeah, accurate. she she had a big, a big, big laugh out of that. She felt like they were two kids, and yeah, and I I love them circ- chasing each other in the circle. It reminded me of like a very Mario Sunshine animation where like someone's running around yeah. in a loop. Oh yeah, I can see that too. Is this also, by the way, there's the line, and you laughed when I took water ballet lessons. So yeah. that means that this is something Shirley did as a kid. Yeah, I can picture that. Of course, she would do that. She took regular ballet. She took water ballet. She probably would have been able, would have taken horse riding lessons if she could. So I can absolutely, absolutely envision her taking water ballet lessons. Yep. Yeah. Oh, did I notice? Just real quick, one last thing. I on the note of the vat scene. Uh, they're underwater and he and the security guard comes in first and bangs on the pipes. Yeah. And it wasn't until the second time I realized, oh, my God, the ringing in their ears. That yeah. must be horrifying. Oh, God. Oh, God. The, the suffering that the two of them go through just to get this guy caught is kind of amazing. But that would be painful as heck. Oy vey. Uh, so Laverne manages to strip this guy's pants off Point out the fact that he's a spy. And she's right. Audience is relieved as heck. Mm-hmm. And then... Yep. Big cheers. Big cheers. Everybody... The audience was not here for everybody being a terrible to Laverne and treating her like a baby. So they were absolutely 100% over the top relieved. And thus... Yeah. He is arrested. Laverne is vindicated. The girls mm-hmm. get to take a celebratory sip of beer out of buckets. And the camera. <laughs> and the camera. And the camera. Can't forget the poor camera. That poor, poor yeah. camera. God, now I want a ca- I want that as a camera mug now. Yeah, they, those exist. You, you, you can get, there's there's lens mugs. Because, yes. I mean, there's those giant, you know, honking lenses for, DS, for SLR cameras. Yes. So, I know those exist. But, yeah, now it's like I want a camera mug. They absolutely exist. Oh, I know they exist. They're out there somewhere. I've seen them um, in uh, catalogs before. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good time. There's a lot of goofiness. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the, this was actually, this is kind of sweet. You know, I, I, I mentioned my mom, you know, my mom had notes for this one and, um, straight out the gate when we were wondering, you know, the intro's coming on. My mother said, you know, this show made me realize how many crappy female roommates I had. I would have loved to have had a roommate like one of these two. And it's like, Aww. same, ma, same. Aww. Yeah, I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, she's she's she has some horror stories about roommates. Actually, when she when she lived in uh, the got uh, Hyannisport for a while, she had she had stories of one. Of, she would have stayed in Massachusetts if it were if not for one of the people she was staying with who was completely out of their mind. Um, but yeah, it's it's so I meaning you know it just it's been it's been kind of healing I think for her to see you know because my mom you know had a hard time you know with people so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice. This is and the reason I bring partly I bring this up is that this is a this episode is a wonderful example of how the sisterhood does have to come together and they just yes. you know they have to they have to bond and fight back against the forces of evil yep. German espionage spies yep. and and the lack of belief you know yeah. that people think that you know people don't want to believe something that's outlandish but true yeah exactly and, uh, and in the end they actually managed to come together and to fight the forces of evil. And that is what the most important thing is. If the girls ever came away from an episode not being friends, you know, that would be the antithesis of this show. So sisterhood is indeed powerful. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what do you think you're ranking this one? Uh, 6.5, I think. Hmm. Not a six point, no, I'm going to go about 6.8. Okay. This is a fun episode. It is very well known for all the physical comedy. The VAT scene needs to be seen to be believed. And it is indeed one of their best physical comedy moments. And let me add and remind y'all, they did this without stunt doubles. They did this themselves. So whenever you watch this scene, remember that is really Penny and really Cindy in those big giant vats of what's presumably water, trying not to drown while being fun. It's, it's worthwhile seeing the boys' little bits of fun. What takes it down for me uh, is the mental illness aspect of the dumb, uh, is she crazy or not, part of the plot. Uh, the finger painting scene seems to go on forever. It just seemed like a way to get Edna and Frank into the episode and they had no other ideas. And I feel like almost it could just have stuck with the girls and the boys uh, just appearing in this one, plus the spies and D.W. Bailey being funny little guest spots and star. So that's a, yeah, that's my yeah. ranking. What do you think? Yeah, it's, on, yeah, it's good. That's no, good. I, 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 part of me wants to give it a seven just because I liked the spy angle. I liked the character, you know, Ludwig so much. Um, but, yeah, I think 6.5 is probably the fair and and I think is also I think where it lands for me because I would want to rewatch parts of this episode but not the whole episode yeah. and it's when I want to watch the whole episode it hits like at a 7 or higher for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least it should. Yeah. It should anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where you need to see parts of it because there are iconic moments here but parts of it could be totally discarded and forgotten about. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any any other notes? Anything about the Scrooder? Nah. Yeah, I don't have anything. All right. Cool. And I guess with that all being said, then we should tell you all thanks again so much for listening to us. And if you would like to know more, please join us at Night After Night Pod on Facebook, Tumblr, WordPress, and Patreon, or Night After Night PC on Twitter, where we do regular updates and try to communicate with the fans and all that sort of stuff. 
And if you liked this episode, you could leave us comments on the YouTube posting of this video. And if you would, uh, you know, just like to be super cool, you know, please, you know, take a look at the Patreon. You know, we try to get these episodes, you know, done a lot in advance. So if you want to get exclusive episodes ahead of time, or if you would like to uh, help us make it to goals of making, you know, some special episodes, that'd be also pretty rad, too. We thank you so much once again. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's uh, coming up next here. It's a, it's a surely in a something. It's a man. To what, uh, huh? what, what, are we, what are we doing here? There are indeed old dudes involved. Uh, Shirley meets and makes the acquaintance of a rich older man, but everyone from Carmine to the guy's daughter tries to get in the way of the relationship. This is Shirley and the older man. Man, so what kind of, I mean, gosh, what, what kind of older man would even be able to woo Shirley anyway? It wouldn't be, it would be someone like kind of cool and neat, but also classy and dignified, kind of like Alan Alda, yeah, but older. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> I'm, just think, I'm, just I'm just thinking out loud. All right, cool. Well, We'll see you folks next time for that, and uh, thanks again. Don't choke on any hops, kids. Bye now. Especially if they're rotten. No yeast either. No fermented yeast. Not overly fermented. (laughs) 